A journey. We all are on a journey. Some of us tend to try to get off the boat and try to just take shortcuts to get to our journey. And some of us ride the waves and go through the journey. Another week, another day, another hour, we persevere. A journey experiences different roads, sometimes waters, sometimes turbulence. A journey. On a road we can get smooth roads, and we have roads that have bumpy roads, or potholes, or different types of obstacles, construction on the road. And you need to take a detour. We're on a journey. We're all on a journey. And we don't know where this journey will take us. What we do know is what the intentions of the journey is. The intentions of the journey to make a dwelling place for a Gadish Baruch Hu here in this world. In each and every step of our journey, each and every turn of a wheel, or of a motor, or of an engine of an airplane, or any other mode of transport that one would use. In each and every one of those movements, we need to see to it that this is another cog, another element that causes that is the ultimate goal which ultimately will come into full fruition in the time of Mashiach today before we finish this year before we even start this year to which we sing we believe, we believe in the coming of Mashiach imminently. Our Chayalim on the front Kodesh Baruch should hold the right hand over them, protect them. We don't understand that even if they come back alive, sometimes they come back wounded, injured, but sometimes just their minds get blown from what they see and experience. Nobody comes back the same they went. And yet they're out there on the front. Mifzitzitzis turned into something that was indescribable. All the chayalim are requesting tzitzis 
and making them onto the uniforms. Realizing this is their protection. Religious, not religious, titus, many of them trying to wear a yarmulke whenever they can. They cry out of Shema Yisrael. The Israeli cry out of Am Yisrael Chai. Not to fear anything but HaKadosh Baruch Himself. This is part of their journey now. They don't know where their journey is taking them. Their misspell every day that they journey brings them back home in one piece and peace of mind. The atrocities that we've experienced and pouring salt on the wound of the world people that consider themselves part of world and society and they consider themselves relatively normal people holding prominent positions standing up and justifying the tensions the pain of the oppressed people that exploded and therefore they were justified by Rahman al-Tzan the atrocities they committed. I'm Baruch Hashem not com- computer savvy in that way and I also cannot bring myself to do so. To go to look and uh, unfortunately even if you have anything on the phone WhatsApp or any of the sort you're getting constant videos from people showing you what's going on over there. I didn't open any a single one. A single one. Oh, you're so cold, you're so callous. No. No. There is no tayelis. There is no accomplishment. It does nothing for my Avedis Hashem. Seeing Rahman al-Islam, what these people did. I heard someone say, I heard someone repeat, or someone came and told me, and I opened my tillum and I said, another capital. I took out a coin and gave another coin to tzedakah. But watching and hand-wringing is worthless. That's not the kavana. Listening to miracle stories is always a kavana. The soldier that came to Miluim now, and usually when they come to Miluim, they're given old rusty rifles or whatever guns they have. But in their training, they learned, they're taught how to take apart the thing and to clean it out and to prepare it for, for proper usage. One such mission, right before when this all, all this broke out, the gentlemen were given rifles go, schnell, and they came out into the field confronting immediately the enemy and the shooting ensued and the enemies fell 
and they killed, I don't know how many they said. When things died down, shall we say, it became quiet, and they had a few moments, they took their weapons, and they took them apart to, use, to clean them out, like they were supposed to do before they started this whole thing. Most of these soldiers found that their weapons were unusable. They could not possibly shoot. What happened? I could leave it to your discretion to figure out. Or I could tell you HaKadosh Baruch Hu came to battle. And when David to watch is over, as we repeat that over and over in Tehillim, he does not sleep. He does not hesitate. He is constantly the Shema Yisrael, the one that watches over the Jewish nation. So when we take our journey, <coughs> which we don't know where it's going to take us, as our brethren in Etzisrael are experiencing today again. Today, not meaning today per se, but in today's days. A young couple went out to help their friend who had a few things in a, in a remote part of New Zealand. It was not under the Hedgeliach in New Zealand. He didn't know they were there even. It's a fellow that took on a place in it. <laughs> Ironically, it's called Christchurch, New Zealand. And he goes there occasionally. He comes to Metzestrel. He stays uh, two, three weeks a year. There's not much happening there. So he sent this young couple, husband and wife and two little babies, three-year-old and infant, to go there for the month of Tishrei. I don't know what they did or didn't do, I can't tell you. I'm sure they accomplished something. Some Jew heard a Shefer, some Jew shook a little in Esri. But before they went back to Etzel, they decided to go touring of a little bit of the area, which is apparently very, very beautiful down there with the waters and everything else, I guess. And they got into a three-car pile-up. The three-year-old needed surgery on her leg. The husband of the infant came out. Can't say unscathed, I don't know. And the wife, Rahman son, didn't make it. The wounds were too big, too hard, and they tried, they tried to save her, they couldn't. A young Bible, she has to be in her 20s. From Israel, from the Holy Land of Israel, traveled to this far-flung place in New Zealand and that's where the Malach Mavis is waiting for her. Offering these two little infants 
Obviously, the Hedshtiach is working very, very hard and diligently to get the body to itself for burial. He said, <laughs> what, what, why? Why did I need this? Why did this happen? I didn't ask, I didn't, they didn't ask me to come, I didn't ask them to come. And the burden now is on him. The expenses will be on him. But these people took their journey. They took their journey to where they had to be, made their mark the way they had to make it. What will be Hemshech, what will be the continuation to that? Who knows who was affected, who will be affected, who will be able to understand and, re- and grab the mitzvah by the horn and continue going with it because of them. But we go on our journey. We find in our journey peaks and valleys. We find in our journey trials and tribulations. One needs to persevere. We see a glimpse. We see things start turning around. And we get into it and we start to push and we persevere. And we find that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us the Kayach the strength to continue to overcome any obstacles that come between and to begin to grow again and to rebound to what we were, what we could have been, what we should have been for all these years. But we have our different tests. The test of Parnassa of sustenance simple paying rent not talking about vacations elaborate vacations paying rent putting food on the table paying tuition one needs to see how they're going to do that how they're going to make it happen how they make it work one needs to make a vessel a keli we know in Kilim Shalom, the most profound vessel that there is is peace. And therefore, one needs to be a peace of mind with themselves if it's there, if they're alone, and with others, with their family, with their spouses, to make sure that the Shalom is the keli, the vessel for the bracha that they need. Chas and Kalam embarking on their marriage, on their, on their life need to also take into perspective what they can and what they can't. And they need to sometimes shoot for the stars and say, you know what, you can do everything, why should you not give me a house to begin with? Why do I have to move into somebody's dingy basement for a few weeks or months or years and have to try to raise two, three children there until I can finally buy a house? Give the house to begin with, there's nothing wrong. You're capable of doing everything. There's no reason you shouldn't. And Taka, every chos and kala should be able to find immediately a house that they can buy, that they can... And HaKadosh Baruch Hu should make sure that they can afford it in any which way that it possibly could be. So that that part of the journey should be at least that much easier. And then we have the journey of those looking for Shaduchim and going on and on and persevering and trying to find and trying to find their Bashert. 
and listening and hearing from people, you're being too picky, you're being too choosy, you're being too this, you're being too that. And looking at the person with beseeching eyes and saying, please, I need chizuk now, I don't need your discouragement, I don't need your words of hurt, I have enough hurt. And it's easy, it's not easy, it's easier said than done, as we say in America. But David has to send, and there's no reason, there's no reason that Akash Baruch should not send, Akash Baruch should send to each and every couple, each and every person, they should find their basherta, they should be able to raise the family that they want to raise, they should build a bias them be Yisrael, they should find a binyirah the ad, and they should be able to settle and be that couple that goes and tips the scale with that one more mitzvah and that brings about the revelation of Mashiach Tzidkenu. First thing the Pasha talks about, Pasha's Lech Lecha, about the first Jew of Ramavino. And the first commandment that Pasha opens up, Vayem Hashem Avram Lech Lecha, which happens to also be the name of the Pasha, Lech Lecha. Generally, Tera being perpetual, Nitzchis, and its lessons are perpetual forever and ever. There's a lesson for each and every Jew. The command Lech Lecha teaches us the first and main thing that a Jew has to do is to go and to be ta- constantly in motion on the journey. And the journey is always to get higher and higher. We may not become complacent and say, eh, I've reached plateau. I've gotten my zenith to my point, to my high point. I don't need any more. I'm good enough. As we continue looking into this parasha, though, right after the commandment of Lech Lecha, go, we find things that are a little bit contradictory to this whole mission. There was a hunger in the land and Avram had to go down to Egypt. He, got a, he hit a puddle. This going down to Mitzrayim also caused that Sarah was taken to the house of Parai. HaKadosh Baruch protected her in the house of Parai from nothing happening to Hashem. But this caused pain. This journey down to Mitzrayim, the mere fact that it's down, you're going down to a place. You're going from the place that you're supposed to be in, which is supposed to be rising higher and higher, and you take a detour, and you make a dip down. It caused tremendous pain, the fact that it went down and all the problems they had there. 
In that case, if that's what happened, why? How? How does that become? How does that is? How does that fit into the mold of lech lecha of the command of going? Which, as we said, is mechayel al Of course, it's supposed to go better and better, higher and higher. One needs to look to achieve more today than they did yesterday. They need to achieve more this afternoon than they achieved this morning, etc. A slight example that perhaps can somewhat shed light on this is the way of learning Talmud Bavli. It's known as the difference between Talmud Bavli and Talmud Yerushalmi. The Talmud that was made in the Babylonian one and the one made in Israel. In Talmud Yerushalmi, you don't have the questions and answers and the going backs and forths. It basically gives you, this is how it's done. The Psak Halacha. Whereas Talmud Bavli isn't learned like this, it's learned like this. Not with the pointer finger, like in Yerushalmi, where it says, this is what we do, this is what we do, this is what we do, but rather with the thumb that goes up each time as a question and an answer, and another question on the answer, and the pilpulum of the back and forths that's done with the thumb, with the thumb finger. And after many, many disputes, discussions, etc., we come to a conclusion. Still at all, when there is a conflict, a machlekis, between these two Talmuds, Bavli and Shalmi, the Allah is according to Talmud Bavli. And the end game is, Dafka and these questions and these different judgments, here and there, can we come to the depth of the halacha and the premiers in Yonim? And this question itself is part and parcel of the answer. So when Avram goes down to Mitzrayim, Our first glance at this situation, he goes down to Mitzrayim. It's a Yerida. Not just a physical, um, geographical descent to Egypt. It's in its, it in itself is a Yerida. The concept of going down. this Yerida, part and parcel, is for the rebound, 
for the continuation to bounce back up on the mission of Lech Lecha. The going down here is in order, as we know, Yedidah Tzedek Aliyah. When a person goes down, they come back, if they do it with the Kosh intent, not if they do it, it's obvious it's going to be done with the Kosh Baruch but if they do it understanding that this is what Kosh wants from them, then ultimately they will rebound, and they will find much, much more. It will all be a, for a benefit for them. As we find, Avraham Avinu goes down to Egypt, and comes back, full of sheep and gold and silver that he was gifted by Parai. And of course food. So just like we have Ramvinu, this Yerida was part of the Aliyah. The fact that he was going down was in order that he should be able to come back up even bigger and greater and stronger. This is also a lesson for the, all his future generations. The time that we go down now in Golos, we look like we are in a very, very low spot. The entire world has gone crazy against us. Condoning the works and the acts of killing Jews. The mere fact that you killed a Jew was already a beneficial thing, was a good idea. Keep it going. And they'll stand up and say it. And they'll say it publicly. Men, women, and children were slaughtered, and it's good. Good, good job. The genocide. In one day, over a thousand people, Rahman al babies, head smashed, and, and, and everything else that was done. And the world not condoning it, but patting them on the back and saying, Good, you're getting out your oppression. Good for you. Rahman al What an exile. But this itself has to make us stronger, make us rise. This itself is make, causing people that never would think of putting on film, put on film, not just to put on film in a closet in a house somewhere hidden that nobody should see, but out in the open in the middle of the, one of the interesting little cute videos that you see is in the middle of one of these Palestinian protests in, in the university the shliach to the university is standing there wrapping film on people <laughs> and they don't care right behind them literally marching is the people marching for Palestine, to free Palestine and this fellow was standing there putting on film in front of everybody saying the holy words of Shema Yisrael Dafka through this we achieve and reach the Mesa English Ashlishi on which it said, The glory of the third house, the third Beis Amigdash, will be greater than that of the first. And obviously, it's not in contradiction. We can be scored home the Yomara Babasri Gimel of Gimel. And Samavava Mralev. that says that it's talking about the second base of English, it's not a contradiction.
talks here about third base of English. So when we think into our situation, the world situation, in which we are living in now, and we see the darkness is overcoming us in every which way, form and fashion, from every corner on a daily basis getting worse. We want to just throw our hands up and say, forget it, I can't anymore. And just give up in despair, Chas How can I possibly overcome this darkness? How can I possibly overcome and bring light into this with Torah and Mitzvahs? And the answer is just that. The story of Avram Avinu going down to Egypt, to Mitzrayim, is only a chitzeniistic thing. It's only something that's from the outside. This going down ultimately turned around and turned it into a tremendous bracha. And this is where we find the Pneumius in Yanam. After the end of the Kaddish Baruch Hu, Takes is the uh, the end day, the end game is that Kadosh Baruch Hu rules and makes and does the world, and makes the world continue on its daily basis. But this Yerida is part of the Eliyah. and through this the world needs to see to elevate and to purify. So even if we don't see it with our own eyes, Adraba, the tachlis of the Cheshech, this tachlis of this darkness is in order to achieve the ultimate light, which Mi'at Hashem we will do very, 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 very soon today, with the great light of the Gula Hashleim of Meher of Yemenu, in our day speedily. Sorry. The journey. The journey. We see the beginning of our Pasha. We see the end of last week's Pasha. Avram is born. And he takes Sarai as a wife. He's born, takes Sarai, gets married. And we are now, HaKadosh Baruch is sitting with Avram and telling him, Go forth from your land, from your birthplace, your father's house, to the land that I will show you. Avram was not five years old. Avram was already living on this world and doing Aveda for several decades. But nothing is written, recorded in the Torah. Not even a brief description. Neach, it says, Neach is tzaddik, etc. And Avraham Avinu discovers the Creator and brings the concept of Kaddish Baruch into this world and teaches the world and, in, and fills the world with this. We don't hear mumph. Taylor does not mention this at all. He risked his life for monotheism to avoid Hashem doing a Vedizara. He was thrown into a Kivshana Ish. 
And HaKadosh Baruch has yet to, com- to communicate with him at all. He was going to give him a nidorim, lamid beis of it alif, story of the kibshnei etc. Instead, the Tate introduces Avram by telling us that God spoke to Avram and said, "Get out of your house. You're being evicted. <laughs> leave your house, your country, your family. Leave everything behind, and everything that you know and everything that you're familiar with, and travel to the land I will show you." Shem says, "I will show you a land." Who are you and where did you come to connect with me? If the Torah would tell us how Avram devoted his life and dedicated his life and did all these things and did everything that had to happen and made everything accomplished and now Baruch is coming and telling him this I hear, I hear Baruch has, you have, a, you have a, a rapport with him already so okay you're telling him to do this. We haven't heard from the Kaddish Baruch and Avram's connection at all. By doing so, the Teda itself is showing us the unique nature of Avram's, who was the first Yid, of his relationship with Abishta. And how he was distinguished from any other nation, from any other person. From the whole civilization around him at the time. Everybody's capable of discovering HaKadosh Baruch And everybody's capable of committing themselves to serve HaKadosh Baruch What makes us unique? It's not because we analyzed and we scrutinized and we looked at his his, his uh, portfolio and we saw what Akash Baruch can actually do and accomplish. We say, okay, you know what? Sign me up. I'm ready to be your servant. I'm ready to serve you forever. Not at all. Not in the, far, not in the furthest stretch of your imagination. It's the opposite. HaKadosh Baruch Hu chose the Yidin to be his nation. The same way also the primary significance of mitzvahs that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave the Yidin it's It's not to accomplish on themselves or somebody else anything else. That's not the impact that it's going to make. It's God's desire that you want to fulfill. And you're adhering to God's will. So so the Taylor omits any background story here, as we say, about how what kind of tzaddik Avram was, and the good deeds that he did in order to earn himself that HaKadosh Baruch comes to talk to him. Instead, it begins right away with God's command, go forth from your land. Emphasizing that man's finite efforts to develop 
a meaningful relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, these efforts are utterly, utterly insignificant in comparison to the connection that's forged by God singling out the Jews and thereby commanding them and the Jew in turn observing Taylor Mitzvah. Because it doesn't have to give, that's why the Taylor does not give us the build-up how Avram connected and found HaKadosh Baruch Hu, because it's more HaKadosh Baruch Hu found Avram and HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants the Jewish nation as his nation. It's not more, but that is the point. That is the goal. That is the mainstay picture that we need to focus on. Our sages tell us that Avraham Avinu, at the age of three, recognized his creator. And after that he began to disseminate and spread the word of the belief of God in the world. The Rambam explains. As we said, he was thrown into the furnace of fire because he believed. When the Torah tells us about Avraham Avinu, as we just said, and this is very important that we focus on just that point. That's thereby we need to remember to recognize that we are the chosen nation and our connection with Hakadosh Baruch and Yisrael begins with that journey and the journey that we embark on ourselves and that we seek to continue and to persevere on. This is something beyond and above understanding of the human, the grasping of the human mind. So when we meet another Jew that till this moment, unfortunately, for some gosh-forsaken reason, did not have that connection, the godly connection, we don't wait to teach them to understand and to realize and to recognize the greatness of Taylor Mitzvah's we immediately begin with the Lech Lecha. Start doing mitzvahs. And then start learning why and how. Adarabah, by keeping the Ratzon of Hashem, we come to a level of recognition and understanding what HaKadosh Baruch Hu actually wants from us. And here we have Avraham Avinu. Being the first Jew, <laughs> he had many followers, obviously, which didn't take, take to Yitzchak. They didn't carry over. Avrob converted the men and Sarah the women. And it came so much so that it turned into, there was wars going on, 
four kings against the five kings, and Avram Avinu, ultimately as we know, leads the battle and wins. Against the four kings. Hagash Baruch Hu then tells him, Altira Avram, don't be frightened. Scharcha Harabimeid, you have much reward still. And Rashi explains this is a situation other tzaddikim as well that this happens to Yitzchak with Yaakov. That Avraham Avinu was concerned. He was saved so many times already. Maybe he burnt his bridges. Maybe he used up his fuel. To which Baruch tells him, relax. This that you're worried about, you used up your rewards. You have plenty in the tank. Your account is full still. Now the fact is though, we know that Avraham Avinu served HaKadosh Baruch Hu Lishma. For the sake and name of God. He had no intention looking for reward. He loved God. And what does it mean that he served God through love? He was Asik and Tere Mitzvah, not in order to be able to benefit from it in any which way, form or fashion. He did it with a true form, Emes. Because this is what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants. And the Rambam adds to this. This is this, the greatness of Avraham Avinu. That not only he served out of love, how would he have time to even think about his reward? So much more so, as so much so, that Akash Baruch Hu tells him, don't worry, you still have plenty of reward. Sittim Kemosh Angifal, it never occurred to him even that he was getting reward. He did everything so pure and so lishma and so for the name of God and for the sake of God. He never imagined he was being rewarded for anything. Why then would Akash Baruch have to tell him, don't worry, you still have plenty left? And we find in the beginning of the Pasha something similar. When Akash Baruch tells him, Lech Lecha, Kadosh Baruch Hu tells him, "Vagadlo Shemecha, made great your name." There too, the question comes about. Avraham Avinu said to himself, "I'm but dust. I'm, I'm, I'm a simple, not a simple servant. Even I'm, I'm a nothing." Was he looking for gedula, for covet, for greatness? Not at all. So with what was HaKadosh Baruch Hu telling him, why would that turn his head officially? <clears throat> but Dafka, because Avram considered himself off of Eifer, he didn't see in himself any kind of real metzias, as we say. He didn't find himself for, declare himself as an entity of any sort. He was simply a vessel in the hands of God 
And his entire mission in essence was to spread the word of God that the world should know what God was and who God is. God's name. Not in a personal form. Anechi. But in a part of actual respect and covet for Shemaim, covet of heaven. His whole approach in life was to bring about the recognition of the world and to know and to say how great HaKadosh Baruch Hu is and Mimela to bring about the glory and to enhance the glory of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So this also now gives us a little bit of insight on what Avraham Avinu's concern was with his reward. He didn't look at it as personal gain, capital gain, that Akash Baruch was giving him reward. It was rather a an account of which he felt that he knew that what he was doing for serving God was the good thing and the right thing and what had to happen. And it brought about for him Aisha and covered richness and glory and honor. Why did he need this? He needed this so that when other people saw him and he said, believe in God, they would say, oh, look how the one that worships God lives. God Baruch Hu knows how to pay back his people as servants. And therefore, Abraham Vino was concerned. Maybe he received his reward already enough. And there won't be any more Asian and Kavay that will be out of out of commission and he won't have what to show for himself and he won't have what to tell the people with he won't be able to impress the people with all the reward that HaKadosh Baruch has given him because he won't have any more to give And therefore, he will not have. He won't make the proper impression on the people. Because even a tzaddik like Avram could go down from his greatness. So he was not worried about himself. He was worried about the covet shemaim. He was worried about the glory of Hakadosh Baruch Hu that has shown now his glory or his position, his honor that he now had amassed, his reputation that he had now built, would suddenly collapse because he no longer had any reward. What would he tell the people? How would he convince people 
to serve HaKadosh Baruch To this HaKadosh Baruch says, Al tira do not fear. You have much reward. By doing something without the intention of doing it for Gadish Barakhu, but just doing it because I have to do it, to sit and learn Tera. One needs to learn Tera Lishma. But I don't have it in me. Start learning Tera, even Shalei Lishma and Balishma. It will come, it will become for the sake of the name of God. Why? Because within that Leilishma is hidden the Lishma. Within that, not with not the name of God, I'm doing this, is doing this, that really the name of God is, I find, I'll find deep down that it is all because of the name of God. And if I start, even just because I'm doing it, because that's what I'm supposed to be doing, I don't know why or how or when, ultimately we will find that HaKadosh Baruch Hu will give us the strength to do it the way they should. And thereby to receive reward from, Yishma, from Shemayim. So it's not only because of the body, it's because of the Shema. The reward is chilek of Avedis Hashem, is a part of service of God. And since through this, it multiplies the honor of Shemayim, and everyone sees the way the Taylor brings about Shefa and Bracha to people, so therefore the person is not looking to do this with intent to become rich or wealthy, but rather because intent intent to serve God. And the reward comes by its own. But the physical body requests this reward. From a place, a personal place of anechim. But behind the whole scenes, it's all hidden what the Neshama ultimately wants. Which the Neshama wants is Kadlov, is Kadesh, to make greater and to sanctify the name of Akash Baruch Hu. And by doing this, through this, we all see the reward of a servant of Hashem, the same reward that the servant the first servant of Hashem, Avram Vina, received in his time, we will see in ours. And therefore we see later in Avram Avinu, the Ebesh, the promise of Avram Avinu, the Zarei Shal Avram Avinu, to his children, the Zarach says, I will give your children this land. First it says, Etain, in the future, 
after Avram went to the land and went to the width and the length of the land, Kodesh Baruch Hu says, it repeats and says, Zaracha Nasati, says, I already gave it in the past. And this is one of the reasons that Kodesh Baruch Hu begins the Teda, not with Achidjiz Elachem Reish Hadashim, not with the mitzvah of Reish Chedesh, which is in Pasha's Boy, in the second Chumash of Exodus, but rather begins with the whole story of Bereshit, the creation of the world, and the journey of our forefathers, to teach us most important at the moment is that the holy land of Antisrael belongs to us and always did. And from that moment, Akash Baruch Hu said about Antisrael that it's an inheritance from all the nations and belongs to Amisrael. And even the time of exile, Akash Baruch Hu promises that I gave to your land. Even our times of Golas today, it's all fully and completely ours. Although that because of our sins we were driven out of our land, we still call it Aratzeinu and Admaseinu. It's our land and our ground. The putting together the words Eretz Yisrael has doesn't work. Eretz and Yisrael. Eretz shows about a land, a physical land. Yisrael is the name, the highest name of a Jew, the Jewish nation, which they show the greatest and the lowest, the greatest and the highest. I'm sorry, the highest and the most aloof. Yisrael is the one Kisarisa Malikim. Yaakov received the name Yisrael because he fought and conquered the angel. So even though we're taking Eretz HaKedosh, which is the holiest of the lands, still Eretz and Yisrael. But this shows us the mission of each and every Jew to make the land holy. From Eretz Kenan, Eretz Yisrael. And the Tafkid is in order to make this also in the Nefesh Prima. Each Jew is required to conquer his feelings, his emotions, his mind. And although the work in different physical mundane things in the world always perpetual, perpetually need to sanctify and to attach them to Avedis Hashem. Also in our physical life, in our arts, Eretz, Artsim, we need to sanctify and make it a Chedek Avedis Hashem. How is it possible to do this? The it's a total contradiction one to the other. Rather, the Jew himself incorporates these two opposites. And therefore, it's incumbent on Am Yisrael, says HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Kisiyu Atem Eretz Chefetz. You should become a land, a, want, a land of, of substantiality. And we see also there, Eretz 
dove is the lowest thing that possible could be, and everything, everyone walks on it, whereas we should be chafetz, something that's valuable and pleasurable. The physical body itself is the bechin of Eretz, and the Nisham is the chafetz. This is the property of Akash Baruch This stage between Gedusha Yena and more so between the other lands, we have the Kayach to elevate the Gashmias, the Artias, and to elevate it to Lamaila that also each and every person in his soul is possible and capable of connecting his Guf to his Neshama. The same way also the Kayach that the person has to have to overcome all the worldly things matters. And the Vashem adds a special outlook on Eretz Chefetz and says, Am Yisrael, just like the world, we can't make it longer or bigger, the physical, natural status. Same way also a person cannot see to it to stretch his with his in his inner kaychus of the heart of a Jew. On the outside, it looks like Eretz, but Tafka this way it's hidden inside the Kadosh is hidden inside him, all the treasures and the wonders. So a Jew comes to present the case that he doesn't feel it, just the opposite. You see that the Arzius is rules in the world, and this teaches us that Avraham Avinu also, as a Knani Oz Ba'oretz, also when the Oretz saw Eretz Kenan, person did not get any affected from it at all, and the, but what happened, this Halech Ba'oretz, and to look into it, and to conquer it, and then to reveal that it's Eretz Yisrael, Zar Achon Nosati, HaKadosh Baruch already gave it, and it will always be ours. We don't want to end off with Am Yisrael Chai, but we will be ours with the Bias Goyal Tzedek and Melech HaMashiach in the Scala and take us to the land once again that we all will see and hear and realize and bring into fruition that this is our nation and the battles will go smooth and it will become one day Kharef Ayin, Yeshua Sashem Kharef Ayin. With the Gula Mitzah Shleima, Yidei Mashiach Tzikeno, this today and this Shabbos to be in a Tzal Atzein Agdeisha, we will begin, we will embark and continue on our own personal journey. Good Shabbos to all.